Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Hustle Podcast. And this month, you can get into the all-new Nissan during the all-in clear-out event. Finance a 2021 Nissan Murano during the month of October for 0% for 60 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. With Regina Nissan, you don't have to wait for a vehicle. Come down and take the delivery of your new Nissan today. Make sure to head on down to Nissan Regina at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we are back from an episode of Off the Hosel, episode 94. My name is Drew Kosher, I'm your host. We're joined by no longer the intern, but the full-time stat guy, Turner Ripplinger. Full-time intern stat guy. What's up, boys? <laughs> it's quite the title. <laughs> <laughs> and there, you just heard his voice. We welcome back in, as always, the original co-host, my brother, Troy McClure, co-sir. Fellas, what's going on? <laughs> it's Sunday evening, watching football here. Uh, it's been a long week. Where are we? I know where we are. Over at Divots. I know. Um, yeah, I'm excited for today's podcast. 94, six away to 100. I know that's kind of crazy. It's a grind. We've been we've been hustling. Have here. we got the 100th uh, episode guest yet? I don't have the 95th guest yet. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll start working the phones. <laughs> okay. Before we go any further here, body bag. We gotta mention that this is the uh, Nissan driven podcast. Number one place to your next vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, it's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. And as Troy mentioned quickly already, where we're recording from, but why don't you go ahead. We're at uh, Divots Indoor Golf, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard, Regina, Sask. Give them a call, 306-206-1270, or visit them at www.divotsgolf.com. Book your tee time. They just opened up uh, this past Friday. Did some pretty cool renovations in here. There's a Big-ass TV on the one wall there. We're watching the uh, Cardinals-Browns game. Looks good in here. It's going to get packed soon when that white stuff starts falling. We've got seven awesome simulators, great staff, great food, great drinks. The old saying is, uh, play divots, don't make them. Nice. Good I, I, wa- I wanted to get back to you about Nissan. I saw the old Hoff the Hosel vehicle there two days ago in the shop. The old one? The black one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was in picking up a windshield <laughs> at 777 there. Oops. Part of part of the Delari group, and Curtis, my best man for my wedding, he goes, "Get this shit out of here!" And I look over, and there's your black oh, off the hosel vehicle. <laughs> I said, "No, nah, we already got another new one." So <laughs> I said, "Don't take too much pride in." It. Kidding. Yeah, no, that uh, that thing went through a wreck in that storm. Oh, it was a hailstorm. Did the a lot hail. of damage. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to be back in Divots. Yeah, like the vibe's nicer now. It is. Uh, it's a little quiet now. When we got here, there was a couple groups uh, teeing off, but. It's going to get busy. Again, it's plus 20 out today. So yeah. not a lot of people probably indoor. They're probably outdoor golfing because I think this is the last weekend for most courses, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Royal closes on the Monday. 
Monday. Or Monday's the last day to golf. Yeah, so this has been dropped. Yeah. Be done. Yeah. So get on down here, play some golf, indoor golf, enjoy it, join men's league, join lady leagues, uh, book your staff work parties. It's a place to be. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Christmas party season is coming. So actually make your uh, make your calls now. Again, quick phone number, 306-206-1270. Divots Indoor Golf. <clears throat> All righty, let's go to our weekends. Troy, Turner, let's go to Rip first. Uh, I know you had some hockey. I had some hockey going on as well. Troy, I'm sure you're watching hockey, but uh, who wants to take the lead on this one? Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, you're busy looking at stats there. So uh, my weekend was pretty simple. I watch sports. <laughs> I watch a lot of sports. Um, That's good. For I long. know we're going to get yeah. into talking later, but, yeah, no, I, I watched a little bit of PGA there. Abe had an albatross yesterday. He was actually in the final group. Yeah, where's the little? Are those hard? Look, are are those hard to get? <laughs> yeah, uh, albatrosses. Yeah, only Rip and Abe has one this year yeah. that I know of. Whatever. You got one, Rip? Yeah, I dunked one from two forty-five out. You know what do they call a quad bogey? You don't get nothing for that. <laughs> it's called. I have a few of those. Yeah, you go home. Yeah, you go home. Yeah, no. It's so for I, the range, I watched some uh, golf yesterday. I watched my Oilers last night. Totally pump Calgary. It was beauty, beauty. Connor is totally on another level. Shocker. I don't know if we're going to talk hockey later or not, so I don't want to get too much in anything. Uh, of course, being Sunday, watch a lot of NFL. My Eagles played on Thursday night, and I actually picked them to beat Tampa Bay. That was a stupid bet. Uh, and work. against Brady? Well, hey, what do you mean? They won the Super Bowl four yeah. years ago against Brady in New England. Mm. Yeah. Brady's better now. Brady's doesn't get hit. That's why he's good. This podcast rocked because we have two guys that just love to talk about sports and they just jive and jag knife. I just sit back. <laughs> no, and you're just, just eating a Snickers or everyone. <laughs> oh. Everyone says, "Oh, Tom Brady is the greatest ever." Yes, he is. I'll give you that. Yeah, he is. But when you have an offensive line that doesn't let him get hit, yeah, he can play till he's yeah, fifty. That's why it's a team sport, Troy. <sighs> Plus, the Jesus. quarterback for the Eagles, he was running for his life Thursday night. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Sports, 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 and work. So. That's kind of what I've been up to. Uh, I'm getting a new roof done next weekend, by the way. No free ad, so. It's not, I'm not even saying the company, but nice. from that hailstorm. So I found out they're coming out next week, so that'll be nice. Get the new roof. I don't know what the young term new terminology roof. would be new on roof. that. New roof. New skin or something. I don't know. No so new roof. Let's, uh, let's talk to Ripper here <laughs> and see how his weekend was. I know he was out on the ice doing a little, doing a little thing called the hockey. Yeah, the hockey. Well, not we won't talk about it that much because, you know, we're a golf podcast and people want to hear about golf. Played two games this weekend. Didn't win either. Are you referring to anything by any chance? No, 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 no. Not a single individual. Or like anything. I said, I'm just glad that that person is following our Twitter account yep. still. Yeah. So. Glad they figured out their password. I thought they forgot it for a second, but <laughs> sorry, good I to spelled, see back. Sorry I spelled you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um. Played two games this weekend. Lost both. Not happy about it, but. Um, so you played two games against? Grant McEwen. Oh, so they were here for two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every, you play Friday. Sorry, you sports, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, so. you, just, you play Friday night, Saturday afternoon, usually. So you're going to Saskatoon next Yeah, week? we play Saskatoon. Every time we play Saskatoon, we do a home-and-home home weekend. We're going to go Saturday so. if you want. I'm yeah. working on content. I would, but I am working. Our buddy right. Christian, our content guy Christian, shout out to my boy. He was doing our game, the That's Friday sick. night. Yeah. What a weapon. Yeah, he is. He's a beaut. That's how the Cougars looking. Um, you know what? I thought we were going to be really good, ready to go, but you know we just didn't play our best this weekend, and 
that kills you in college hockey because now we got to wait a whole another week. I'm going to ask you a couple questions because, again, you sports not too sure of. What is the regular season in university hockey? How many how many games? This year it's 20. 20 games? We usually what is it play 28. 28's a normal yeah. year? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Brain fart. Winnipeg, last week, how'd you make out? We split the weekend. We won the first game 2-1 and then lost the second game 3-1. So it's a tight game. Did you go to the rum jungle? No. <laughs> Didn't make it to the rum jungle, no. eh? No. Okay, next time you're there, check it out. We, uh, we go to a place called The Pony. Oh, that must be new since I it's, was lost. Uh, it's in not new. It's an older. It's right. It's in the same parking lot as our hotel. So what's the other one there? Uh, it's a legend. There's a Houston's there. No, not a Houston's pizza. No, no, there's a Houston. Oh, it's Brandon. My bad. Yeah. So. Wake up. <laughs> the Palomino. Is that still there? <laughs> yes. Palomino. Yeah. Oh man, we had always some, went there. Had a couple crazy nights yeah. there when I was younger. Oh boy, oh, yeah. I'll tell you. I got a few local boys there. Twenty-five cent draft night. I'll yeah. never forget. Quick story for all the listeners out there if they care. 25 cent draft night, Palomino. I went up for the weekend with my buddy who was living there. Oh, I know the story. Had a lot of draft, because 25 cents, right? I had too many. I just started deciding to walk outside. I was on the sidewalk, and I was just like a walking, vomiting machine. It was like foam projecting out of my mouth. Just whoop, whoop, whoop. But he looks at me and goes, you all right? I'm like, puke and rally. Let's go. 25 <laughs> cent draft night, Palomino. Sounds Never like forget every it. time I take an Uber home. <laughs> <laughs> Car Legend. What, what about you there, Drewster? What what's going on? What's shaking? No, nah, I'm exhausted. I you know you were last night. You're up north there playing some hockey. Yeah, where our our bossy wanted to head home from Delisle through Outlook. And we're all like single lane and there's multiple deer and bad roads, so And no snow yet. Yeah, so took the two lane home, got home late. But big win. We rallied on Saturday, 1-5-2. It was good to see. I was happy with the game, really happy. So the guys are all jacked up. It was nice. But, yeah, I, uh, we left Friday and got home late last night. And you guys morning. are back on the ice practicing probably tomorrow, I'm guessing? Tuesday, Tuesday. And then Wednesday game, Thursday game, Sunday game. We have a heavy October. Oh, Would you just say I Wednesday? missed junior hockey, dude. Did you just say, just say Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday? Yeah. So you got... Practice. Yeah, actually, I seen a post. They're no longer Asinobia, Asinoboya. They're, well, they're still Richardson Pioneer yeah, Village yeah. something. No, no, Richardson Pioneer, like the company. They sponsor the team now. So but out of Asinoboya. So why aren't they called the Asinoboya Rebels? Because Richardson Pioneers going to pay them X amount of dollars to have their name there. Same as the Wayburn Red Wings. And they're called the Richardson Pioneer yeah. Wayburn Red Wings. Yeah. Okay. No, I just... Money, t- money talks. Okay, so you got them Wednesday. With the Power Dodge, SM Bruins, we played. Yep. Yeah, the Power Dodge paid $9 to Wagon. <coughs> be the name. Who's Thursday? Uh, the Fox is Thursday, and then That's Sunday, your old alma mater there, eh? The Chet River Thunder Sunday. The old alma mater? Yeah, they're hanging his jersey. <laughs> is he doing a jersey uh, hanging? I'm waiting for it. At the Doug Wick? Should happen. At the Doug Wick? Mm-hmm. I have to get an oh, extension ladder for that one. Yeah. <laughs> they're pulling it up with the extension cord. <laughs> Lights on fire back soon. <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, so that's my. So week. you've been doing the hockey. No more golf. You're done. Your golf season's over. Oh, I just we we all played last week. Did we not play together? All three of us. We're on Did the we same? talk about last? That was on last podcast, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't played. No, it wasn't. I wasn't here last time. Right? No. Yeah. No, we don't want to talk about that. No, we don't. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah. Anyways, fast forward. <laughs> so, uh, Mike Langan, I need you to do some more club fitting. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, Taylor made. He's not. He's not a shrink, Trey. He's not a shrink. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> but Avonlea, Lee, Brad, again, Brad, if you're listening, 
I heard that miracle worker. Anyways, Brad, if you're listening, thank you for having us out there again. Really appreciate it. Avonlea was looking great. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Thanks for the round there. Yeah, that course was looking money, too. I'm not going to lie. It was green. It was mint. Fast greens for late in the year. And, you pumped. know, it, it's kind of cool to have good friends like Avonlea join on board with us at Off the Hosel, where yeah. we can go out, play the course, you know, promote them, play it. Um, one, one thing I did notice of playing the other day there compared to a couple weeks ago was the leaves are off the tree. So it makes it a little more forgiving because if you put one in the bush there with the leaves, you're screwed. You're done, yeah. right? But no, all in all, it was, it was a great day. Golf scorer-wise, don't care. We don't have to talk about it. But uh, had a lot of fun. Kate, well, let's, uh, we didn't do this yet, but let's talk about, um, we all did our weekend recap. Let's chat about last week's podcast with Peter Lubardius. Uh, Troy, you were here for that one. Turner, you know him just from listening to the hockey games and, you know, you're a hockey guy. So, you know, maybe your thoughts on Pete after Troy, you know, your thoughts on the, on the interview. Troy, your thoughts on the interview, and then Turner will jump in and say. <laughs> Three blind mice. <laughs> Three blind mice. No, Lou was awesome. Um, again, I was so happy that he came on the show. I was bugging him for a long time to get on. Gave us a lot of insight of what he thought was going to happen with the uh, Canadian teams in the NHL. We know he doesn't golf. He doesn't like golfing. Um, I don't know if you've seen the tweet, though, this past week since we released the podcast about him calling his son's yeah, it was Mario cool. Kart. Race. Was it Nintendo or something? Yeah, <laughs> it was so cool. And just on point. Like, how how professional he is right yeah uh again really thankful pete was on i know we're gonna have him on again uh i believe a lot of our listeners like that one yeah um except for one person you know but <laughs> yeah. he, he thinks this is it, anyways, it is what it is. is what it is i'm not gonna yeah, I, yeah I, we don't I, need to glorify him anymore good thing it's not his podcast yeah if you want to start one start your own okay rip uh, your thoughts on uh on peter yeah pete was awesome um i know pete personally pistol pete pistol pete he uh he knows my father real well. He worked for my dad when my dad was the head scout for the Pats. So, and then uh, even like my billet, my di- my billet from Estevan messaged me. He knows him because he worked in Estevan. That's where he started. So, yeah, shout um, out to the Bruins too for that nice little plug for us. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see my, I was on my phone that day, but they reshared it and said, hey, it start to this time. And I didn't know Pete worked there that long for the Bruins. So yeah, kind of cool. So, yes. yeah, and a down to earth person. Good dude. Yeah. Okay. Sports talk. Now I wanted into hockey talk first because I just don't. I just it's fucking. We're almost at hundred, boys. We can do what the hell you want now. We're at a, we're almost at hundred hockey talk. Um, I didn't watch any NHL this weekend. I watched a movie. Is Mission Impossible? Is that the one with uh, Tom, Tom, Cruise? Cr- Tom Cruise? Did you just about say Tom Crunch? Tom, Tom Cruise. You almost said Tom is that, Crunch. Is that Tom chocolate bar or what? <laughs> you almost said Tom Crunch. Tom Cruise. No, missile. I watched it in the hotel room because there was no. That's like really old. Our TV remote worked for three channels. One was French. One was the Weather Channel. Dude, you're in Delisle. Give him a break. No one was asked tuned. Well, I was this, I was get better tuned town. <laughs> so didn't watch much hockey. Troy, you mentioned the Oilers were playing well last night. Uh, Turner, I don't know how much hockey you got to watch. I was obviously you were playing as well, but Troy, you're the you know you're a sport guy, and Turner's a hockey guy. But you want me? You want me to just give her a rundown of the what happened here the past few days since opening day? Sure. Opening night, we had uh, Tampa Bay. Stanley Cup champs of last year and the year before. They lost to Pittsburgh without Crosby, without Malkin. So that was kind of a holy shit moment. And then later that night, we had the Las Vegas Knights hosting the first ever game for the Seattle Kraken. I don't know if you guys seen the ice show they did for oh, that. Cool. Raider was sending me Snapchats. So sick. So cool. Yeah, I'm like, cool. welcome to the league. So bud. cool. You know, so that makes, um, by the way, 
Vegas won 4-3, I believe. It was 4-1. It was, well, it was actually almost a blowout, and then Kraken came back. Um, it makes me excited to see their first home game, to see what kind of light show they're going to do in first ever. Do they have a barn yet? Is their barn done? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. They're in the NHL. <laughs> well, I know, but they play like the Winnipeg Ice. No, I know, but they played a couple of games in the in Spokane. It's like the U of R Cougars yeah. on the show, <laughs> playing out of the cooperators. Yeah, our logos at center ice, though. True, true. <laughs> uh, anyways, getting back to the Kraken game, I w- I noticed one thing, and did you guys watch it at all? I watched the end of it a little bit. Seattle is not going to be Las Vegas. How Vegas has made it to the playoffs, their first four years, made the Stanley Cup final. Up front, they're too small. They're too small up front. Their defense is big. The defense is good. I like their defense, and I like their goaltending. They're up front. They're just too small. But it is what it is. It's an expansion team. Yeah. Uh, throughout the weekend, we had lots of games, too. I primarily focused on my Oilers because I love my Oilers. We are 2-0. and We beat uh, Vancouver, which... Start the plan of the trip. Well, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not a Leafs fan. <laughs> Where are we saying, taking the cup? Oh, yeah, where's the cup? Well, I ain't like a Leafs fan. Sorry. Valid. No, um, all or nothing. We played Vancouver our first night. We were up three one. It went to a shootout, five rounds. I'm like, holy crap! And Mike Smith, forty some years old, pulled it out. And Cal Turris, game winner. Yep. And then uh, going back to last night, we had Battle of Alberta round one, and it was so nice to watch my Oilers beat the shit out of Calgary. I can't stand Calgary. Direct all your hate mail towards me if you are a Flames fan. I don't mind. I will talk with you. I won't cut you down, but I will talk with you. Connor McDavid is on another level. He said he wanted to work on one thing in the offseason. So last year he wanted to work on his face-offs. His face-off percentage went up like 10 points. Like he's kick-ass on a draw. This past offseason he wanted to work on his one-timer. I know me and Turner were talking off the air. You saw it. I saw it. I know you didn't. What happened last night with his one-timer? In, this, in his spot. In the Go. He was zinging it. Snap going home. But he yags. And yeah. Basically cool. like a yags from the left dot. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Somebody asked me this at, uh, was it work? can't remember. Probably. Somebody asked me. How many points does McDavid get this year? And I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're two games into the season. You guys can laugh at me all you want. My projection, 154 points. Yep. Agree? Yeah, I agree. Higher or lower? I, I was going to say he's probably going to be around the 160. Okay, true. Seriously? Oh, yeah. dead serious. Dude, he had 100 points last he year. He needs 40 two, games. Think about it. There's 82, <laughs> ga- he needs, <laughs> there's, there's, there's 82 games in We're the season. We're lowballing him yeah. technically so who, off of that number. Who was the last? Like, what was Gretzky's last number? Like, would it have been the 160s? Stat 150s? Uh, Statman. Dude, no, Gretzky was like putting up like maybe like 40 points by the end of his career. No, sorry. They, they, one of his in best his years. Prime. They, yeah. 200. <laughs> No, I did. It yeah. was 200, yeah. 200. No, I, I just need 39. Here, here's easy right. math. There's 82 games. If he averages two points a game, that's 164 points. I yeah. said 154, and I can't remember who I was talking to. They looked at me and said, you're crazy. He won't get over 110. If he stays healthy, I your numbers a, seem I right. Put a, I put a 50 spot on it. 154 plus is what I think. And, I mean, if you watched him the first two games, he got faster. And what did Lou tell us? What did Peter tell us? He's he said McDavid got faster. Yeah, he didn't get any slower. He didn't get any slower. He worked on this one-time thing now. Puliarvi is on another. He's he is, he went from a bust to a guy they almost said, screw it, another Yakupov. Yeah. To a, no. he did a 180. He's he's so good. I think he's better than Line A. Speaking good. of yeah. Line A, did we all see his entrance the other night? Yeah, what a stud. 
I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, you play in the <laughs> NHL, he can do whatever you want. I get, yeah, but then you go like Austin Matthews, who wants to get rid of the dress code in the NHL because he thinks it's a farce. And they should be able to wear sweatpants and a, and a bunny hug to the games. Thoughts, you two younger guys that are still involved um, quite a bit heavily you know in hockey? I don't mind no dress code, but like guys who wear sweats and shit like that, I don't think that's the right thing to do. But You still look presentable, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, okay, but yeah. let, answer me this. Isn't it presentable really? or not? So yes, okay, you got to wear a suit or a cardigan or a pullover, pullover, whatever. But yet you're a guy like Brett Burns or Joe Thornton with that Moses beard. How does that make you look presentable? You look foolish. That's just their style. I I, I honestly don't think it matters. Okay, you're there to play hockey. Okay. Yeah. If you're, uh, re- if you're ready to go, unless you're Lou Lamorello. If you're ready to go, GMs don't give a shit. I suppose. See, like, even for, like, us this weekend, like, I said, all you need is you need your suit on for the team meal and for the game. But once we get our team win coats in and win suits, I'm gassing the win suit or dress clothes. We just didn't yeah. have any – we didn't have win suits. And I didn't want every guy wearing – yeah, I just don't want guys wearing their old win suits in the past year. Like, they're all wearing different ones. So for this road trip, we all wore suits for team meals and the game. But after this weekend, we'll have our, our team trackies and – yeah, I mean, kind of like what Rip says. I mean, as long as you're prepared for the game and ready to go, I don't just don't be wearing holes in your jeans and right and yeah. whatever. So yeah, Leafs are off to two no start. Habbies are zero and two without Carey Price. We all saw the news there. He's in the NHLPA. Help me out, Rip. What's it called? Players Assistance Program. Thank you. Don't know how long he's going to be out. Might not be back for Olympics. We're not too sure. Actually, pop question: Carey Price. If he's not back for Olympics, who is Canada's starting goaltender? Drew. I have no idea. That's a good answer. Well, Blackwood's already projected to be on the team. Yeah. Is. I know who I think should be the starter. I would love to say Flurry, but I don't think he's been playing well. How come you and I have the same mindset? I can tell who you. I know who you want to say, and it's the same person I'm thinking of. One, two, three. Velociraptor. (laughs) (laughs) Step brothers. No, uh, Connor Hart. <laughs> Connor Hart is who I think would Carter. step up. Carter. No, Carter. Carter. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Yeah, no, that's who I would say is going to I don't think he's up. been playing well either. There were two games in, dude. I know. I'm just saying, like, Flurry. You can say Flurry. You can We're say just starting Hart, to parade for Yeah. I'm not starting no fucking parade. I thought he was going to say Mike Smith. Oh, come on. <laughs> Christ. Me and him used to play junior together. Yeah. We're the same age or damn close. <laughs> no, I'm not starting no parade road. So, okay. anyways, that's our hockey. What else you want to talk about? I mean, we should probably talk golf. Yeah, we should. Rip, let's, let's, you got the PGA stuff there? PGA stuff? Yes, I do. Okay, rip it off for you. Las for Vegas. Um, yeah, they're in Las Vegas. The CJ Cup right now. Um, right now, it's a tie between Morikawa, McElroy, and Fowler. For first place, they're all at minus 22 through, I guess, Fowler's through 9, McElroy's through 10, and Morikawa's through 13. I have to ask because it's in front of you. How's our boy Abe doing? Abe. At last I looked, Abe answers minus nineteen is T eight right now. Oh, good for him. Yeah, you guys see his albatross there uh, yesterday? No, sorry, Friday. Friday? Friday was the albatross. Didn't see it. Yeah, he shot uh, six under, I believe, it was on Friday. Yesterday, he shot nine under. And yeah, yeah his albatross was, I don't know, two fifty eight out or something like that. Cranked a wood of some sort. It was quite right. And I don't know, the way the wind blew and the way it bounced and rolled, I was just like, oh, yeah, this thing's going to go in. And it sure as shit, it did go in. So. Yeah. A couple of tailor-made guys at the top of that list, though. So. Hmm. Shocker. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Mackenzie Tour, 
I just draw a couple of names here, I think. Um, the Reliance Properties DC Bank Open presented by Times Colonists. Kay Johnson was 48th this past week. End. And I saw another friend of the show here, Troy Bomer, at 29th. So, good point again. Where is that, 30, Drew? That, that doesn't even show. Oh. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking at your screen right now. I see. Literally, it just has, like, the longest name ever for the tournament, but... <laughs> it's so weird watching PGA Waterbury Open. In <laughs> oh, the rapper. How's it doing? I like that. That's funny. <laughs> Too bad I didn't say it at the same time. That would have been funnier, but... John Stamos. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Housewife magazine? No. Good housewives? House- good housekeeping. Good, good housekeeping. Hustler! Okay. <laughs> what uh, football? You guys both watch... I mean, you watch football more than yes. him and I. We so. want to talk CFL first or NFL? Uh, Riders in trouble. Well, we're on a bye week, so. Well, we should do something in the bye week. Well, I know Cody went down, Mr. Fajardo went down to uh, Vegas. I think he hung out with his, he hasn't seen his wife in quite some time. And uh, probably walking the dog, hanging out, getting his mindset, because he's kind of been under scrutiny here over the last couple weeks of what's been going on in Ryderville. Quick shout out to Lyndon, though, eh? Yeah, Yeah, Lyndon. Shout out on the show. Thanks for bringing the pizza and the beer, eh? So, Lennon's one of the new staff members here at Davids. Um, yeah, no, Riders on a bye week. They only got one home game left. I think it's November 13th against Edmonton. Now, there is a dumpster fire right there. The Edmonton Elks. Don't screw it up, boys. Don't want to get canceled, but... Uh, <laughs> why are you shaking your head? You know what, Troy? Some teams just go through uh, they go through tough times, and th- right now Edmonton's not a strong team. Next They're year, not a strong team, and it starts right no. from the top to the bottom, and I don't know if you guys seen it on Thursday Night Football there. They announced, I saw a friend of the show, Rod Peterson, tweeted that there was an announced crowd at Edmonton of like 18,400 or something like that. There wasn't 500 people in that stands. I'm serious. It looked like a practice. I, uh, I've been to one game there when I was like 19 or 20, and it's nowhere near a rider game. It's not even close. It's like it's a very older population there, so it doesn't got that par- party atmosphere like the riders do. So it was it was very quiet and it was it seemed very empty, but it's just a giant stadium. Well, I always said, and I will say it to this day, that if it wasn't for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, this league, the CFL, probably wouldn't be around. Honestly, it, it's so close from one team folding that hurts the entire league. It's. Look at, like I said, look at some of the, st- the stadiums are just empty. Empty. Yeah. And you would think that we're trying to come out of this COVID stuff that people would like to get back to doing things as a group, you know, and, and go to football games, hockey games. Same with in town here, Regina Pats. They're not drawing good crowds whatsoever. And Did we you have see that lineup to get into their game? No, I didn't. I did, but then there's no one in there after. So the photo after? Really? No. The but photo was like empty. It was so. There's a picture of like it was a giant lineup of people outside to get their uh, COVID passport right screening, and uh, it was 7:01. The guy said, and there was 300 people waiting outside to get in. So, and I mean, unfortunately, we're gonna have to. We're, COVID ain't going away anytime soon. I'm sorry. Someone actually said it to me the other day, and I know we're not gonna get a political. So I'm, I'm gonna make one comment, and that's it. Guy told me the other day. That this COVID pandemic that we're going through is our World War III. And I never thought of it that way, but he's very true. It's been around for almost two years now, right? And it ain't going away now for a couple of years. How long did the war last? World War II was six years. Fuck. 
1941 to 1940. Sorry, any stat checkers, five years. 41 to 45, I believe it was. So this is our World War Three, and we just got to keep plugging I don't want to talk about it because I just... No, no, I know, I know. I'm going to be positive. So here's a topic today, though, that a listener wrote in here. Jeremy Hanley, Jay Han. Jay Han. The boys. Hockey top. Oh, by the way, congrats to him, though. I got engaged. Oh, see congratulations there, Jeremy. Yeah. I hope uh, maybe Drew and myself come there and stand up on the altar for you. Best man groomsman or two groomsmen? Yeah, well, I'll be a ring, rip, rip, ring, ring, boy, ring bear. <laughs> yeah. okay. Congratulations. Oh, I'm not sitting right here. <laughs> Hockey topic here. With the start of the new season, there's been already a lot of questionable hits or dangerous plays resulting in suspensions. Is there going to be a common point where the players, refs, or the NHL take more serious action and discipline or responsibility? Rip, answer that one first. What was the question? Are the refs and... Are the refs or the NHL take more serious action and discipline or responsibility? I guess they already started to, but... Like, you can only suspend a guy so much. It's it's always going to be a part of the game. Like, I know they're, they're trying to crack down on it and give longer suspensions and stuff like that, but... I don't know, dirty hits. Accidental dirty hits are going to happen. Like, it's just part of the game. Some guys get, like... Some guys get suspended just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? That uh, You see what Larkin did the other day, though? Yeah. Unbelievable. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. That was, like, cool. Yeah. Guy almost breaks his neck and paralyzes the guy. Yeah, he gets up. Suckers him. Suckers him. Loved and it. insta-sheds, waits for the next guy to come at him. I loved it. Bang. It was sick. It's done. Everyone's right like, there. That's right dirty. There. He answers the bell right there. Bang. Yeah. Nothing happens again. And he didn't even ha- He's a dummy from behind. Yeah. Then he sucked bomb someone. Yeah. No, he sucked bomb the same guy. Same guy, and then, yeah, I loved it. The guy, he he was fine. The guy who got punched, he was fine. Yeah, everyone's Go fine. play the game. Exactly. Troy, thoughts? Well, maybe quit shoving your mouth full of pizza here, and you can answer the question. Troy's dieseling a piece of pizza here from uh, David Tindor Golf. We're just waiting for you, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Jahan wants an answer here. Yeah. Gee, swallow the thing. Slide down your gullet. It's hot. <laughs> Slide down your gullet, Phyllis. What do, you want, what do you want me to answer? Come on, I'm not asking this question again. What do I think about dirty hits in hockey? Will the NHL or the refs start taking a better approach of it, basically? Um, More discipline. Yes and no. You got guy, and I'm not bringing it up because of it's on my team, but McDavid gets <clears throat> clutch and grab thousands of times and no calls. And, I mean, you guys both know that the Oilers should have six power plays a game every game because of the amount of clutching, holding, grabbing, and whatnot, right? As far as dirty hits, I think Rip said it best. It's going to be a part of the game, and they need to let the players police it rather than just penalize it. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. But I'm also going back to hockey when I grew up watching. You yeah. had a lot more respect for your Wayne Gretzky's, your Mario Lemieux's, don't worry, I wish I played in that era. Your Pavel yeah. Burries. Like, y- there was a lot more respect amongst those players because they knew if they got touched, they were going to have to pay bell. the price, right? Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, Jeremy, that's kind of how I think about it. Okay, my other question now is Bad a golf, golf topic. Did, and I put a post out, did you guys, I, I know you guys saw it, did you guys play more rounds than you less. were hoping to? 100% less. I, uh... Probably right on par of what I thought I'd play. Like the last two months, maybe a month and a bit, I haven't played at all. Which yeah, I don't makes know. sense. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. But I wish I played a little more in the last few weeks. But it is what it is. The, I, other, the other question I put out too was, did you reach your goal? Like if you wanted to break eighty or break ninety, break seventy? Nope. 
You know what my number was this year, and I never got it. So, 79 I wanted, and never got it. So. Turner? I, I feel like I'm pretty happy with my summer. Um, broke par for the first time ever. Albatross, so that's... Caddied. Yeah, caddied. Wow. Had a hell of a summer. I did. Had a really good summer. Early summer, too. What about you? No. I got worse. Did you play a... I'm just so... I'm, I'm a boring golfer now. Did you play... Four... How, many, how many rounds did you get injured? I think 51. What'd you get in last year? Ballpark. Mm, Over 50. Probably the same again, yeah. He started late last summer, too. Yeah. I probably had 50 last year. Just because we had no... Yeah, with COVID. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was happy with that. I mean, I'm, I'm boring now. I mean, either they're going to shoot two under or three over, or if, I'm, if I did in one, I'll shoot 15 over. <laughs> that happened twice this summer. So, no, I'll once this summer. Considering when we signed on with Taylor Maiden and got clubs there, thanks, Mike Langan. I don't know if I – am I saying his name right always or not? Now you are. Yeah, I wasn't before. I was saying Langan before. It's oh. Langan. You know, he got us set up with the new clubs. I thought for sure I was going to get out, you know, 30 rounds. Yeah, no, I think I got – 16, 17, but shift worker life, man. Uh, that's why I'm glad Divots is open because I actually golfed out here lots last winter and I plan on doing it again. I, what was the first thing I asked you before we recorded? Can I bring my clubs here for club storage? Yep, go ahead. So plan on getting lots in this uh, off season. So be better for next year. I'll get that 79. Absolutely. Uh, boys, anything else we got here before we go into our guest? Troy, can you pull the mic cord out of the pizza grease, please? <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, our guest today, born and raised in Regina, Rip, you know him, uh, one of the top club fitters, I would say, in the province. He's been on multiple Willing the Cup teams. He's been the Nationals over over 12 times, and he's a beauty. Uh, Ken Rogers, Kenny Rip, Raj. thoughts thoughts before going to the, for the interview here? No thoughts. Troy? You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to fold them. That's, All right. That's what I got. When to walk away. There it is. Ken Rogers. Hope you enjoy the interview. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. Alrighty, we're pleased to have on today from Regina, Saskatchewan, a well-decorated golf sask amateur player. He has played on numerous Willing the Cup teams, has won a lot of sask events, and is a top-notch fitter for the game. Pleased to have on today, Ken Rogers. Morning. So, Ken, we have talked a lot about your golf, fitting. You know, you've been the Nationals a lot. Um, this is a long time. We, you know, we, we tried getting you on early in the season, but didn't work out. But now we have you here. So first off, how are things with you? What's going on What and what's new? Uh, just actually just kind of finishing up busiest golf season on record uh, as far as business goes. It's uh, 
what an incredible year. We ended up kind of almost like with a perfect storm of people available to golf. Uh, golf courses were in great shape. We had great weather and um, restrictions kind of got eased enough that uh, people were able to get on the golf course and uh, and bought record amounts of golf clubs, golf balls, et cetera. So it just, it's a fantastic year. I'm just kind of catching my breath and we're already planning for next year. So like, would you say from obviously, I guess the COVID year, and then let's just go five years prior has, has business picked up uh, just, I don't know what, I don't know what the word is, like just crazy amount, obviously. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the number one is you just take a look at rounds of golf being played and uh, most of the golf courses I've, I've dealt with in the last, I've been on the road several, you know, for several weeks here and um, just talking to each golf course, they've, they're all setting records for most rounds ever played for the most part. Some of them, you know, some of them like a, um, like a holiday park or, or some of these golf courses that have, have always been busy, can't get much busier because you just can't get many more people on the golf course. But uh, many golf courses where that, that have been traditionally around 20 or 22,000 rounds a year, they're all up in the 25, 30, 32,000 rounds a year, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And then so that instantly translates to you know, more business, more shop sales, more lost golf balls, just it just all transfers through. Yeah, I bet. Okay, Ken, I want to chat, you know, get right into it here. You know, at what age did you pick up the game? I knew that you were a Royal Regina alumni starting out there as a youngster. Um, walk us through, you know, growing up in Regina and, you know, playing your golf at the club there. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously where did the passion come from? Uh, Royal Regina was awesome. Just to, it, I kind of, yeah, I cut my teeth there. It's, it's just a wonderful place. I have such fond memories of the Royal Regina. My first couple rounds actually that I ever played were on the Craig golf course or where the oh, Cali yeah. curling club is and uh, sand greens. And, uh, and so just uh, went out with a couple of buddies there and a couple old clubs and, and we just bashed it around there. And then I think that was maybe when I was eight, nine years old kind of thing. And, um, and then my dad would take me out. Uh, we'd ca- I had caddy for him on the weekends uh, at the Royal Regina, get my, my, uh, a milkshake at the turn and maybe a plate of fries after the round and uh, get to look for golf balls down the tracks when we played uh, 12, 13, 14 and uh, yeah, 12, 13, 14. And uh, that was my big reward for, for the day, but really enjoyed it. And he had a great group of friends that he played with and uh, they had a lot of fun. They, uh, they respected the game. And, and, and so I learned a lot about golf and, and etiquette and stuff from those guys uh, as I was growing up. So that was kind of, I was early years and then just got into the junior golf programs and stuff at, uh, at the Royal Regina, could never beat a buddy of mine named Mike Carey, who was uh, was a great player back in the day. Was shooting in the seventies when we were early teens, and I, I couldn't wow. play that well. <laughs> and uh, and so um, anyway, so then just kind of uh, kept kept playing and kept at it, and uh, played a lot of golf in the early years. Even considered uh, becoming a golf pro when I was kind of like late teens, uh, uh, 19, 20 years old, and. Um, that didn't work out, but uh, I got into the retail sporting goods business and then a very, very roundabout way ended up kind of into the golf business eventually. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I always, I see in this pod, I think I've, I want to say I've played a lot of courses in this province and I have planned to play all of them at, at one point, but the Craig is a course I never got to play. And it's one of the finest dog parks now, I think in the, in, in the city of Regina now, but <laughs> that was actually the, the dog park was actually the favorite hole because you would tee off by the Cali curling club up on top of the hill. And it was even for kids our age, it was a drivable par four because you could <laughs> drive it down into the dog park. And it was like, I don't know, it was only like 200 and 
40 yards or something. Yeah. It was all downhill. So we had a chance of getting home and in <laughs> one on a par four. So that was, that was the exciting moment every round of, uh, at the Craig. So, Ken, I want to talk about, you know, when you were younger playing as a junior, um, when was your first event and did you, did you have success like uh, on your first go around? No, not at all. Like I, I was, uh, I was okay. Like I played okay. And, uh, I was probably, um, early years, like, uh, late teens, I would have been kind of like, a like, uh, I don't know, like a mid, like a four or five or six handicap. I don't even remember keeping handicaps back then. Like, I don't know what I was. I just, I knew I shot in the seventies pretty regularly. And, uh, so I played in some junior tournaments, but, uh, you know, not a lot of success. There was a lot of really good players back in the day. Like, uh, I remember Randy Volk and Scott Staley and Tim Tate and guys like this that are, have moved on in the golf business. Tim, Tim's out at, uh, I think, Green Drive in, uh, in uh, Vancouver and, and just a lot of good players and, and seasoned players. There was some really good players out of Swift Current. And uh, so, yeah, like I was okay, but I, it seemed like the Northern guys were, were better quality golfers at that point, like the more developed and uh, maybe more competition too, that they played against each other. We didn't, um, uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, junior events in Regina other than just sort of the, the home club events. And then yeah. you would just sort of go play the Sask junior once a year kind of thing. And uh, so no, kind of just limited success uh, at those would finish maybe top 20 or something, but nothing, nothing special. <laughs> Pretty okay, average. So, well then let's talk now. Cause I have a ton of notes here and I want to bring them up. I want to jump yeah. to the amateur golf scene and your resume is quite loaded as I mentioned, but going back to the year I was born, I'm not, sorry not to age you, Ken, but in 1995, <laughs> you made the Wilhelmin Cup team. Yeah, yeah. You finished first in team trials. Uh, walk yeah. us through that experience. Walk us through the Wilhelmin Cup. Um, I love these stories. Obviously, we had Brownie on to talk about this stuff, and uh, I find yeah. it pretty cool. So, yeah, walk us through. Yeah, well, yeah, and so Brownie was a big part of that story too, right? So we, we, we had a great time together and really got to know each other and kind of bonded from there on. But uh, th th we actually have, have to walk back like a few a few weeks or even a month or two. And, and so I'd, I'd just taken over. I just started selling TaylorMade at the time. And so I was a tailor-made rep for eight years. And, uh, and so I was making a few sales calls and I, and I actually came, uh, stopped into Scott Knapp's office one day, another, another guy in the hall of fame and, and just snapper, just a, just an amazing player and guy. And, um, and I just like, I just, I always had this hump to get over for playing tournaments. Like it was just, I'd get into, you know, I'd play a tournament, I'd shoot 80 the first round and, or 83 or something. And, and then just kind of be too far back to kind of, yeah, to kind of do anything. So I would, Got in, talk, started talking to Napper one morning in his office. We closed the door and I just said, Napper, I just, I need your advice. I just, how do you do it? Like, how do you get into these, how do you prepare yourself for these tournaments and stuff? And, and, um, and so he said, uh, like, I'm waiting for this, like, oh yeah, you need, you need to work on your, you know, your short putting. You need to, you know, make everything six feet and under, or you got to work the ball both ways. Or like, I wasn't sure what he was going to say. Yeah. And he just, he looks at me, he goes, Kenny you got to trust your swing. I go, what? That's like, that's all you got for me. <laughs> I thought I was. And, yeah, well, yeah. So anyways, so I just, it didn't really sink in at that point, but like I remembered it and uh, playing the first round of in Prince Albert cook, uh, cook municipal that year in 95. I um, same start like bogey, the first hole, bogey the second hole, part the third, bogey the fourth, bogey the fifth. I'm four over after five. And I'm, oh boy. there's a, like a drivable sixth hole. Yeah. And so I pull out, pull out driver and try and hit it hard, hit it in the right bush. And I go, Oh my God. Like I just, I'm just dying here. And, um, 
pull out a provisional and, and uh, I hit the provisional and Brian Bamford goes, nice swing. And I just, it just clicked like nice swing, like just napper, trust your swing. Like just, just swing. Like you just don't care. Yeah. And so like, I think I, I found my ball. I um, took an unplayable made bogey on that hole. So now I'm five over after six. Yeah. And I think I finished around five over. And then I uh, went, came back the next few days and shot like 70, 71, 72 or something. The next, or so, no, there's two more rounds. So just like 70, 71 or something. Okay. Made the cut, like barely made the cut to get to Saskatoon. And, uh, and just kept that trusting my swing thing. Like just, just swinging, like just, you know, I hit, I'm a, I'm a kind of a draw guy, as most people know. Like I yeah. just aim it down the right rough and it comes back to the fairway most of the time. And so I just, just started doing that and just not caring as much. And, and, uh, and those words of nappers just kept with me and I just kept swinging that way. And, uh, and just got into, um, got to the willows for the three next rounds. I used to play consecutive weekends, three right. rounds a piece. And, uh, and, uh, that second last day or the middle day, it was horrible weather and Brownie and I both shot, like, I think he shot 70 and I thought I shot 69 and we lapped the field. Like we went from kind of back in the pack to first and second in the standings. And then just the final round, we just kind of had to had to maintain our, our standing just by shooting kind of something in the mid to low 70s. And, and we did. And so we ended up on the team and, and we've been buddies ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that kind of started. And then it just kind of the floodgates kind of opened. Like I just started playing better golf. And yeah. And like I say, just not worrying as much about it and not caring. Just just. I don't know. Trusting. Well, that leads to my next question, because you went on quite the tear for a number of years after that. You know, you made willing cup teams again in 2000 and the mid am team so walk us through that stretch you had 95 to 2008 because you had you know he had you had some success and you, and you said you found your your swing and you know you're hitting the high draw coming in nice and you know nice and neat but you had some success so whatever that that 30 second conversation had you had with napper about finding your swing and then the player saying hey nice swing and then obviously you went on to do you know you won and you've started seeing some success so Walk us through that, you know, little stretch you had there. Well, I think, it, you know, like one thing I did about learning how to play tournament golf is that you don't win with great shots. You win with good shots. And so like, I, I tend to play a fairly conservative game, like it's fairways and greens. And, and a lot of times I'll, I'll play away from flags. Like I won't pin hunt every time. And, yeah. and quite often, so I'll kind of, have 30 foot putts on every green and two putt my way to, to, to 72 or 73. A lot of days, I'm, I'm probably never going to shoot 61 like Brownie or like those kind of scores. I, I don't hit it far enough. And I, so I just kind of try and aim for the middle of the green a lot of the time. And uh, if I get in wedge distance, certainly I'm, I'm sh shooting at a flag, but I just, I tend to try and stay away from trouble. And, uh, and, and that's served me well. Like I, I, I know I've kind of done kind of look back on some of my tournaments over the years. And, and, and a lot of those tournaments, like I, like I didn't have a double bogey in the entire tournament. And, and so that, that's yeah. a, like, um, I look back on all the other core scorecards and there's a lot of double squares on those scorecards. And, and that's, that was the difference. Like, it's just like, I didn't, I made as many probably bogeys as anybody, but I, I just stayed away from those big numbers and then just kind of yeah. started off with a few, a uh, few birdies here and there. And, and usually would turn out uh, pretty decent and, and, and you don't have to shoot 60 six in these tournaments you, you, you know you like a lot well maybe you do now against roman Timmerman yeah. or rick Holberg, but <laughs> yeah yeah go low now back then you didn't like even par was always a good score and it still is for that matter but uh but certainly there was um um 
there's a lot of good scores going on, but uh, that, that just playing, playing smart golf really, really helped me over the years and just kind of learning, not, yeah, learning how to play tournament golf, but just maybe just not letting tournament golf kind of play me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it, it kind of gets, it gets in your mind a little bit and people take it too seriously or they, you know, they get to the putting green three hours before the, the, the event and, uh, and, and, and just grind away and, and just kind of lose focus, I think. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So, Ken, your most recent victory in 2019, the SAST Senior Championship, um, how good did that one feel to win yet again? <laughs> well, it was all, like, so being at the Royal Regina was uh, was absolutely fantastic. My dad was a member there for 50 years, and and so huh. I grew up playing there. He played a lot of time there. My wife played there. My mom played there. My kids played there for a little bit, so it was, uh, it, it's just so cool. And just, there's so many friends, uh, around that golf course that are still there. You see even some of the, some of the old guys and, uh, a lot of guys that I've played competitive golf against are still there. And it just, there's a really good group of guys there. It's, it's really, um, it's exciting to kind of, to see where the Royal has gone, has taken yeah. itself, you know, it was always kind of, um, a bit of a, kind of a, a I don't know, like it just, it's, I think suffered from budget and stuff over the years and, and soil conditions and drainage and different things like that. And it, they've done so much with that golf course over the years. It's just, it was a pleasure to play. It's, it's a lot, um, it's a lot stronger golf course to, to play now than, than when I was growing up it, the, those par threes are amazing. Now it's stretched out holes like 17, you know, it's yeah. a def, it's a real, it's a true par five now. And, um, and so there's just a lot of really good holes out there. So I just, uh, I enjoy playing there. I, I mean, I do, uh, there's a, there's a lot of um, playing there that's familiar to me. So it's just like, you know, it's an easier golf course for me to play and, and not get too stressed about, cause I just kind of know my lines and stuff like that. But, uh, but at the end of the day, it's still, you know, the trees, the trees are 50, 60 feet tall now when they used to be like, you know, 10, 15 feet yeah. tall, you could, you could hit it offline before like those, the, uh, the, the trees around the corner on off the tee shot on number five were, were never an issue when I was yeah. growing up. Like you just hit it straight over the corner and just it would run through the dry oh, driving range and, and end up <laughs> somewhere in play on the other side. So no, it's, it's, uh, it was really spectacular. My wife caddied for me, had a lot of friends and family watching and uh, it was a tense playoff with uh, Brent Watipka and he battled hard and, and putted like a demon all day and just, uh, stayed in there so it was it was a lot of fun and a lot of um just very re rewarding to come out of it absolutely okay so here's the thing that i've never done in and in the more and more i get older now i don't i think i'm gonna go still to nationals but i haven't been yet okay. you've been 13 maybe more times um walk us through those experiences you i'm sure you have some good stories from, uh, with, with the boys um, walk us through maybe your best finish and yeah, like I said, best, uh, you know, maybe some good stories there. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, first of all, it's, um, you know, I, I think, I think we're getting Saskatchewan players are getting better at, at playing, playing yeah. nationals. It's not, it's not easy. It, there's, there's, uh, it's a whole new ball game as far as, uh, pressure goes. Uh, you're playing off different types of turf. You're, you're putting on different surfaces that we've never played on. We don't play on around here a lot. Um, and so it really is difficult to go play off a, um, off a fairway that's been cut with a greensmoor that we, yeah. we normally see as the triplex greensmoors and, and you're hitting off these tight lies and the, and the turf is soft. And we're used to kind of the ball sitting up, you know, a quarter, a half inch off these yeah. just natural teed up lies all the time. 
and he, like honestly the very first amateur i went to in the 95 with brownie like i was hoping to get into the first cut of rough like it was it was that was more comfortable for me to actually hit the ball really? because i just wasn't yeah you get on the fairway i ended up back in my stance trying to kind of trap the ball just just to not hit it fat or blade it like it was yeah. just uh it was pretty stressful and so didn't play great but it was an awesome experience got to play at toronto golf club which is a very historic golf club and hosted canadian opens and stuff and so really opened my eyes and and just kind of it was a great start and then just was able to you know fortunate enough to get on other teams and, and play around the country and play right from you know from victoria to to the Maritimes and, and Quebec and Ontario and Manitoba and Alberta, like just awesome uh, courses and, and awesome people. And I think probably what I remember more about, but the events is, is more the people. Like I, I've played okay. I've made the cut at uh, a bunch of seniors and, uh, and, and played pretty well, but, um, but the, if the guys you room with and, and, and you kind of, you kind of live and die with when you're on the uh, plane that those, those events, they, 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 there's a lot of, a lot of sad stories of, of, you know, guys that were close and, and had a bad hole or whatever. And yeah. um, just the, the, the bonds you make with those guys over the years just stay. And so when you, when you see them time after time uh, at events, whether it be Colin Coben or Marty ring, or um, just all the Brad Phelps, like all those guys are just tie, right? Like there, there's such good guys that you just kind of, uh, you reminisce about the, that, those different events and, um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's the people like the golf courses are amazing and, and we get to play some great golf courses, uh, get to meet some great players from around the country and, and even around North America. Cause there was a lot of these seniors that there was uh, there's a big perk for, for, uh, us guys coming up to play in the Canadian senior, cause they get a spot in the U S senior right amateur if they if they if they win the u.s the canadian senior amateur so there'd be 20 25 guys from the u.s coming up and, and those guys are they're not they're not professional but they're close to professional they play events every weekend and and are well seasoned and they play the georgia senior and the florida senior and the southwest senior and they play a million tournaments so to be able to play alongside those guys probably yeah. usually not beat them but uh but to see their games and how they manage their way around the golf course is really, really cool. So, uh, but overall, yeah. just the overall experience of the seniors is, is fantastic. Just like seeing different parts of the country. Um, but, but I think the bonds um, made with, with all the guys over the years is the biggest thing I, I remember. Yeah. That's uh, I hope I can get there one day still. God, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that sounds cool. Don't try harder, try yeah. less and just let it happen. And, and yeah, just have some fun. It's, it, have some fun. What, um, who is a guy or girl that, you know, you looked up to when you were playing, maybe even your best golf, but like I said, you got into the game at a young age, but when you started really having some success, who was a guy that you looked up to and said, Hey, you know, this is probably, you know, your, your, your mentor. Well, so first of all, my dad would be my, my, totally my mentor. He was just, uh, he, he was, um, played a lot, loved golf, absolutely his passion. And, um, if I, I don't know, like he, whenever, whenever we were partners playing in a match at the Royal, we'd always lose because uh, he'd play bad. But whenever I was playing against him in a match, he'd always put the lights out and, and always win money off me. <laughs> so first, like, he was my, my number one mentor. But, you know, beyond that, like there's guys like um, I look up to um, somebody like Doug Mater, who's a longtime member at the Royal. Right. Uh, back in his day, like Doug was a great athlete, great ball player, great golfer, made a million teams. Uh, great long iron player like and driver of the ball 
Um, so I looked to somebody like Doug Mater, who really just kind of, kind of just was a real father figure on the golf course for me. Like just that competitive guy. We, Doug and I won the Canadian or not the Canadian Saskatchewan amateur team championship. Right. Uh, at the Riverside one year. And that, that was a big step forward for me too, to play alongside Doug and just the way he handled himself on the golf course. And, um, uh, just, um, he's a scientist, you know, he was like before Deschambeau and guys like that, like Doug figured the game up. Like he was truly, you know, looking at all aspects and, and would, would it be a guy that would know about spin and launch and, and stuff like that. And, and, um, so yeah, D- Doug would be a guy like, uh, Kirk McGregor would be another guy at the Royal that, uh, that I truly look up to. And cause he's just such a, his demeanor is just, you can't get a better, nicer guy that just, uh, you want to play golf with their whatever and uh so kirk is another guy like that colin coben um yeah back in my early years of playing you know before i started seeing success and when i was playing a few amateurs and stuff and colin was always up there i didn't really know colin real well but uh but uh once i started playing golf with them and against them um just found out how about how good a guy he is and that you can can actually you can cheer for your opponent and still want to beat them really bad. You know, like it's uh, just when he's one of the guys that just, you know, know, whether he beats you or you beat him, you have a beer after and it's, you talk about good stories and, uh, and he's a great guy. So just, there's just so many good people. Like I, this list is too long to mention and everybody has an effect on you, whether you call him a mentor or not, but everybody you play golf with, you learn from whether you, you don't want to do some things that they do or, or you want to uh, copy what they do. I think it's every, every time you, you, put it in the ground with somebody like you, you, you see things that you, you want to do and you things you don't want to do. Yeah. I want to hit 320 yards like Brownie too, but I can't do that. But it's, uh, <laughs> there's things, some things you're not able to do physically, but at least I'm not, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just every time you, you play with somebody, you learn. So. Absolutely. Okay. So you're still playing here and you've won awards for, you know, being the top fitter and, you know, selling sticks. We all know KR is a selling guru. Um, I, and I knew that you worked with TaylorMade for a while back when I, was it the TaylorMade 300 launch? Is that, is that sound right? The 300? Yep. 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 Oh, 300 that, series. Look at that, that, eh? Nice. All up here. <laughs> um, how long have you been, you've been selling clubs for, but also another two-parter is talk about the top 100 golf is a score golf, I believe. Yep. I was yep. talking to, yep. you know, DK the other day and I, I find that stuff pretty cool. So, you know, walk us through when you got into selling clubs and then, uh, the top 100. Well, selling golf equipment has been uh, really kind of, it's sort of like, um, uh, gosh, I, I kind of, I always wanted to get into the golf business. Didn't know I was going to get into it that way. Like I, like I mentioned, I, I you know, I, I thought about being an assistant pro back, right. back in the day, back in my late teens and, and actually sent out a few applications. And, and this was in kind of late summer, early fall. And <clears throat> as it turned out that, you know, courses weren't really hiring some no name from Regina at that time, they might've taken a look at me come spring just to get a, you know, fourth assistant or something or whatever. But, but uh, anyway, so I didn't, didn't get a job and I wasn't going back to school that fall. So I decided to get a job and I got a job with uh, marathon sports in Regina, a long time uh, sporting goods store in the Northgate mall. And, uh, and a couple of really good guys I worked for there that would just, um, God, they mentored me too. Like there's you know, Rob Pine and Frank Memmer, just two really good guys that uh, that I was able to work for and, and, and did that for 10 years. But in those 10 years, kind of started playing some amateur golf, but also um, <clears throat> got to know a bunch of reps. And I did all the buying for for marathon sports the last five years I, I was working for them. So, so I got to know all the traveling reps and, and decided that was something I really like to do. So my first rep job was actually selling 
uh, Daou hockey skates and uh, and mining boots for uh, <laughs> for for this company out of uh, Montreal and moving to Edmonton to do it. But a uh, great part was that there was still Gretzky had just moved away from Edmonton, so I wasn't I didn't get to call on him. But there was other players. Oh, cool. Uh, playing on the Oilers that I got, you know, right into the locker room and, and, and servicing those guys and fitting them up with skates every year and nice. that kind of stuff. And yeah, that was very cool. And, uh, and then, so, and I was selling boots as well. And, and so doing that, I started dabbling in just some no name kind of accessory golf brands and stuff and started selling that. And then, and then, um, was able to move back to Regina and, uh, and started working with TaylorMade in 94. And that's when the burner bubble came out. And, uh, oh, yeah. and so that, uh, that, that was huge. And, and just things skyrocketed there it was carrying other other brands as well um but um TaylorMade was a real it was a great company to work for they're they're a great marketing company and great with uh um great with uh, technology and and and, and coming up with new products and and so they, they were they were a fun company to work with there was a lot of growth going on and so that was exciting and then the deals bought them and uh so there's more excitement there uh and then just things kind of they, they kind of changed a little bit of their employment package. And, uh, and so things weren't quite as lucrative as they, they were. And so I decided to change directions and actually started working for, um, uh, for a company, uh, well, actually for myself and just selling, um, uh, selling Ashworth and uh, Sun Ice Apparel and Adams Golf Equipment, TNT Golf Equipment, and did that for a few years. And, uh, and then just this, um, this Titleist job came along for only Saskatchewan. And I had been traveling right through to um, Manitoba and, oh, wow. and Northwestern Ontario for, for 15 years. And it just with a family and, right. and everything, everything, <clears throat> everything else going on, it was just tough to do. And so the Titleist job was, was just Saskatchewan, uh, great company, great to sales reps who I know many of them, uh, even before I started working for them, they, they, you know, several of them had serviced Saskatchewan, Manitoba over the years and then moved on to other, other territories. And so all good friends of mine. So it was an easy transition to go work for them. And then, uh, and then, um, yeah, so I've been with uh, the rest is history, 15 years with, with Titleist and loving it. Great, great company, great, uh, atmosphere, um, and just look after their people very well and, uh, and, and make great products and, uh, and all of it, um, you know, all of it, uh, so much of it centered around the golf ball would make, you know, make a great golf ball and, right. and, uh, and do so well there, but, um, but the clubs and, and foot joy apparel and shoes and, and everything and everything else that we do are just a lot of, a lot of first in class products. So we're just, it's just, it's, uh, like I say, great company to work for, and uh, and just exciting to do, and it's it's a it's a lifelong dream for for many reps is to to work for a company like Titleist. Absolutely, okay. And I oh, want so your your second your second question is for golf. Question, so yeah, I, do no. you have any follow up on 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 Titleist or TaylorMade or? No, that was perfect. Well said. I, I do okay. want to talk about score All golf right. though. Yeah, score golf is really cool. So um, Kenny Moore, the executive director of the of the PGA Saskatchewan. Uh, suggested to me a few years ago that uh, this might be something I'd be interested in because what, what was happening with um, with golf in Saskatchewan or the score golf ratings across Canada is that the ratings are only as good as having Raiders play the golf courses. And yeah. so what was happening is uh, like a great golf course like Riverside fell out of the top 100, you know, one of the years. And, and, and so Cam Forrester at the time asked them, well, how, how did we fall out of, out of the top 100? And, and, and the reason being was that they just, 
not enough Raiders had come to play the golf course. Most of the Raiders were wow. based out of Quebec and Ontario, BC or Alberta or whatever. And so they didn't get enough ratings. And 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 so they fell off, off the, the chart where they deserve to be. Like they're totally a top 100 golf course. In, in, yeah, in absolutely. And, and so Cam Forrester found out the criteria of what it takes to be a Raider. And, and so suggested to Ken Morrow that maybe he could be a Raider. And so Ken went through the process of, uh, getting signed up and, and going through the whole process and, and, and became, I guess, the second, first or uh, Greg Ducard is also a Raider in Saskatchewan okay. as well from West Canada, formerly West Canada. Anyway, so Ken, long story short, Ken says that it'd be a good something good for me to do. I play, I play golf courses all across Canada. Uh, I know golf. I know, uh, I, I, I don't, can't, don't claim to know a lot about golf architecture. I know what I like and I know what I don't, don't like. I know what's fair and what's not fair. And yeah, uh, but I also kind of, I really appreciate golf courses and their natural settings and, and whether it be a golf course like Riverside or North Battleford Golf and Country Club or, or, or Deer Valley or, or Long Creek or just, there are just so many good golf courses in yeah. beautiful settings across, across the, the province that they're, they're all gems and they all have their, uh, they all have just wonderful, um, just wonderful features to them that they're all worth playing. And yeah. so, um, and they're all different. So just, too. Oh God. Yeah. Like, I mean, I hear so many good things about places like Willow bunch and, and places like that. And, and fortunately I haven't been Neither able to get down there, but you know, but, but awesome places. And, uh, and like you, I'd like to play them all eventually. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, it's, it's tough. And, and so maybe in retirement, We'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll do a little tour. We'll go, we'll, 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 do do, tour. we'll touch them all. <laughs> kind of like, uh, I think a couple of years ago, um, Blair Lothian uh, played, play has played all of them apparently. So just, it's, wow. that's a really cool, uh, really cool badge to have for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So this is a question and it's going to be, there's funny parts to it. And it's up to you to answer, but <laughs> talking about, <laughs> you know, how like there's, there was golf USA, there was Nevada Bob's, there's yeah. you know, Lonnie's all these smaller golf markets. And then what was the change like going to the big chains of golf towns? And, you know, like, did that have a huge effect on what you do personally selling, selling to, was it wholesale? Uh, yeah, for sure. With, with, you know, with, with those, those smaller independent off course stores, there was, they, they mostly did all their buying locally. And so, your relationship with those uh, those owners was was important and and determined kind of how much product you would get in the shop for sure. Uh, Golf Town, um, uh, they're a great retailer um, and they do a lot of things really really well. But uh, the the bu buying process is kind of out of my hands. Yeah. So what they you know what they determine out of head office is is what comes into the stores and whether that's the selection of product or the amount of product, the volume of product or whatever. That's uh, that's out of my hands. So it's a little tougher that way, but, uh, you know, they're all good. Like the, the, uh, you know, the independent off courses, like the, the classic guys like, uh, Fred Shannon or Lonnie Anderson, uh, days gone by, like they were characters and I like, you know, still deal with Lonnie at, at flowing Springs, like just a great guy and businessman and, uh, wheeler dealers. And so yeah. like, it was always fun dealing with those guys, not always easy dealing with Fred, but, uh, but it was always a challenge. And when you walked out of there with, uh, with a, an order sheet, you were, you felt pretty good because Fred was a tough guy to deal with, but, uh, but no, they, they were great. And so same with golf USA, Randy up at golf USA was, uh, was a good businessman and, uh, and did a lot of great things. And, and so they were, they, they, they certainly helped, uh, the golf business. I mean, in the sense that, you know, they carry a lot of products that, uh, just the, the normal golf shop 
uh, pro shop doesn't carry, whether it be, yeah. you know, back, you know, cart covers or, or art or, or iron cut, like all the different things that, that a lot that are involved in golf aren't necessary, just clubs and golf balls and, and gloves kind of thing. Right. So, for sure. um, so yeah, so they, they provided a service for sure. And um, in a lot of cases, they just created a, a conversation where the, you know, like they would, people would go in and check them out and then they'd head back to their golf pro and say, you know, can you match so-and-so's price and yeah. the game was on. So, but that was, uh, yeah, they, they were, they were, uh, it's different for sure between the, the old off course, and the new off course, but, uh, still the same. Like, I think, uh, I think the good, uh, um, you know, the, the strong retailers at, at, at golf courses who guys who know their business and know their, their, their account base, their, 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 their customer base, I should say, they, uh, they do well, they, they, they're good business people and they, they, they look after customer service wise, they look after the customers very well. And, uh, and if they don't, then that's, that's the risk that happens is that those guys may go to golf town or golf or, or, yeah. or online or wherever. So the funny part of this question is, uh, there may be a, like I said, a story or two about a guy in Thunder Bay and he always said, <laughs> how do you know about him? <laughs> Uh, how do I know about that? I do my homework, Ken. All right, I can't give away my sources, but I need you. To yeah, well, that's DK, so. about uh, yeah, yeah. Good. the hey, Kenny. Uh, you must have a story or two from this guy down in uh, Thunder Bay. Well, like if you uh, there, the story the story was if you haven't been chased out of Thunder Bay by Brian Madge, you're not like you're not <laughs> truly a golf rep because he was he like it was. Um, Scary guy to deal with. He was an off course retailer in Thunder Bay. And, and he just, um, he was the kind of guy that you didn't know what you're going to get whenever you walked into a store. You didn't know if he was going to be happy to see you or chase you with a golf club. <laughs> and uh, he had the ability to buy lots of golf clubs, but sometimes you just felt like it wasn't worth it because yeah. you just like, you just, you'd kind of be holding the phone out here when he'd call you. And, uh, or if he did call you, and, but you know, when if you had lucky enough to have call display, you would just not answer. And then wait 24 hours, let him cool down. Cause usually he yeah. wasn't calling you to say hello and how are you doing? Like it was like, uh, give you shit about something. And sorry, can't say that. <laughs> no, um, no, you're good. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, he uh, he was a strange one for sure uh, and uh, could buy lots, lots of products, but it was also um, sometimes the, uh, um, it wasn't worth the risk of, of dealing with him too much. But uh... <laughs> can you give us an impression of the Hey Kenny? No, that's Daryl's impression. That's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about that. Get him on your show. He he did do it yesterday. <laughs> I was uh, almost in tears, so I had to bring it up today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a few more here, and then we'll go to our segment uh, questions from the gallery. But some of the best places you got to play, whether it be you know with you know Team SAST event or you know general uh, just travel wise. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, just courses around Saskatchewan. Like, there's so many awesome golf courses around Saskatchewan. First and foremost, I think I think uh, places like Dakota Dunes don't get enough credit. Um, North Battleford, uh, Nippon, all the northern courses. Like, just I mean, even if the courses aren't in great shape, they're just great places to be. Like, uh, yeah. everybody knows that I'm a big bird watcher. Most people know that, so I like. I, if I'm playing bad or playing good, I can still just stand back and, and listen and look for, for a few birds and, and it makes my day. So, but no, I, I think first, like look, look close by first for, for good golf courses. We have so many good ones here that they're all worth playing. They're yeah. great values. Like people don't know how expensive golf is in some of these other cities and, and they really need to kind oh, of yeah. 
uh, know that our, our golf here is a great value and, and it's a great product too. Like they would right, be right, right up there with, with a lot of top golf courses uh, across the country. Uh, I think of uh, Victoria golf club. What, what a treat to play, play Victoria golf club, Shaughnessy in Vancouver. Um, Edmonton, uh, you know, uh, Jasper and Jasper and Kananaskis are two of my top end ones there. I've, I've played several of the country clubs, but they, in, in Alberta, but those more like like 30, 35 years ago, back when I lived there. And I don't remember them as much detail wise. I do. It does stick in my mind. Some of the courses I played in, you know, Toronto and Montreal, like Royal Montreal, uh, Laval sur Lac, um, Mississauga Golf Club, uh, uh, Hamilton Golf Club, Toronto Golf Club just wonderful, wonderful facilities and, and, uh, and people and uh, uh, a real challenge. Like some of them are, you know, like you, uh, Kahnawake golf course, such South Center Montreal, like you, it's a 6,000 yard golf course, much like Waska Sioux is and par 70. And you think, well, I'm just going to be eat it, up. it up and yeah. you go there and, and it's like, I'm shooting 78, 79. It's like, what's oh, just wow. happened? Like, <laughs> you know, like the greens are tough and, uh, and you get just a little bit of in, in the rough and you can't stop the ball in the greens. And uh, it just, this, it, they just, they just add up and the birdies aren't easy. And, uh, um, and, and a lot of courses like, like Victoria golf club or, or a lot of the um, Southern Ontario golf courses, you don't get any roll. So, you know, typically here we hit, you know, like I fly the ball about uh, 245, 250. And I get, you know, usually get like an extra 20, 25 yards of roll out of that. Yeah out there you're getting like maybe five yards of roll so yeah. just the golf course play a lot longer out there and so um where else uh oh st andrews by the sea algonquin golf resort uh golf course uh, wow. uh beautiful a beautiful track um and then down in the states like i've played uh, pioneers pioneers is one of my favorites played there uh, been there for several company sales meetings whether it would be with uh, uh foot joy or titleist or for um ashworth we went, went went there as well for a sales meeting and so just just awesome place to play. Um, Torrey Pines uh, in in California. Um, gosh, where else? I don't know. Just making really, some really, really cool again. places. What's that? Making me jealous here. All the places you've been. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the, we've always been. Uh, Ojai, California was another great, great, uh, great golf course that we played, and uh, and so yeah, there's 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 great golf courses everywhere. But uh, but again, I'll go back to that. We have a lot of great golf courses in Saskatchewan, and and yeah. and play here first because there, there's so many of them just don't get the 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 praise they deserve. They're really good golf courses. All righty, off to our segment now called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Molson Coors. Meet new busy hard seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. They're great. Everyone trying today, Molson, uh, but please drive and drink responsibly all times. All right, Ken, low round. A uh, couple 65s. Where? Uh, Waska Sioux and, uh, and Chinook in, uh, in uh, Swift Current. Nice. Okay, right back on the spot here now, right on the spot. Favorite track in Saskatchewan. I don't, I don't, I, I can't put it, I can't put a favorite track in Saskatchewan. That's not fair because they're, like I say, there's so many good ones. I think, I Top think three. the most complete, I think one of the most complete facilities is, uh, is, is Riverside. Like there's, there's such a good golf course. Their long-term planning is so good. Like they just, everything they do and decide to do is, is right. Like it, it's, it's, it's well thought out. Um, 
even if their golf course wasn't very good, just the view you you you, you yeah. deal with every day there, just looking out in the Saskatchewan River Valley, it's it's a beautiful setting. Um, worst part about Riverside is they have limited flight range balls on their range. That's the, yeah. that's the worst thing I can say yeah. about about the Riverside. That and that's not that's that's just a cheap yeah. shot. That they, they, it's a fantastic place. It's um, yeah, awesome. But um, no, like I I. I I love playing everywhere for every, and, and they're all different reasons. Like I love playing the Royal and the Royals, uh, you know, wouldn't be probably rated the number one or maybe even the top three or four golf courses in the province, but, uh, but I, I love it. And, and so there, it's got a special place in my, my heart that I just love playing there. Um, love playing up at uh, Waska Sioux and Elk Ridge. Like that's uh, what used to go there every summer for, for summer holidays. So, so there's just, there's just that, you know, just playing there brings back those memories, but it's also just, Again, love seeing the elk, and I was up at Waskasu and, and Elkridge uh, last week and saw a black wolf. Like it was like oh, it's wow. just such a cool place. Yeah, like that so cool. it's uh, there. There, it's a wonderful place up there. And of course, I haven't played Nippon for a few few years, but I, uh, I'm remember it being a very strong golf course and a good, yeah. always good shape. And uh, and North Battleford again. Like there's so many good ones. Like I just uh, yeah, I can't I can't say I'm gonna stick on number one there. I just have a lot of favorites for a lot of different reasons. Fair enough. All right. Favorite beverage after a round? Uh, well, it's usually a pint. Um, it's usually uh, some sort of a craft beer. Uh, but uh, I also, uh, depending on the day, time, um, quite often uh, a Coors Light and Clam would be uh, would be a very favorite choice as well. So, um, but everybody knows I like to I like to uh, sample the local IPAs and, and whatever has the fanciest can too. So just, uh, it's different every time. So, and, <laughs> and after a win, if I, if I win a golf tournament, there's the traditional Ryan Coke. So I always have a, a rye bomb if Perfect. to celebrate a big, big win, big, uh, tall glass, lots of ice. And I'll remember that the next time you win, I'll, I'll buy you one. Ryan Coke. Okay. Rye Sounds bomb. Good. All right. <laughs> How many hole in ones do you have? Zero. <laughs> well, we have that in common yeah we have that in common i have i have hit the flag stick i've been one inch short oh. i've been one inch directly behind i have it's unbelievable I, I i've lipped out you name it and i've 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 dunked a million from the fairway yeah i don't know like i can't count how many i've, I've knocked in from the fairway but i don't know okay scoreless wow no, <laughs> way too we, we have that in common on this pod okay <laughs> uh ultimate foursome oh my gosh tough questions oh well i guess uh so gosh i think i think my favorite professional golfer growing up was tom watson and uh i just loved the way he battled against the elements uh playing the british open or the open championship i guess and so he was he was my early hero. I, I I and I think that's actually a lot of what his how he played the game really kind of like I'm I be, I became known as a bit of a mutter to, to a lot of the guys in tournaments. I would play well in, in bad weather and and so Tom Watson would be certainly one of them. Um, next would be like or maybe first would be my dad. Like I just uh, played a lot of rounds with golf him with him over the years and uh, so it'd always be good to tip one tip it up one more time with him. Uh, last, uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, 
would have to be somebody like Tiger Woods or like just the best of all, or Jack, like, uh, you know, those two guys, uh, I marvel at uh, what they've accomplished and, and, and so many, you know, so many tour players, they get one win in their, in their career. And that, that's a really good career. And they win whatever Absolutely. five or 10 or $20 million over their career. And that's still a really good career. And, and to see what those guys have done uh, in majors and just over to overall in tournaments, um, no, either one of them would 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 be very very good. We were I, we were just I was looking at Tiger's uh, year of uh, in two thousand and and all his majors, his three majors, and and all his like all the other events he won, and, and his second places and third places and such. I think his worst finish was might have been like twentieth or something. I don't know, like unbelievable. So yeah, sure, Tiger, a healthy Tiger. <laughs> That's a good foursome. Uh, okay, <laughs> last question here for you, Ken. Um, okay, you know. A piece of advice for a young listener today, whether it's to follow what you've done in, in, in your path, whether it's, you know, the golf side of things or the business side of things, um, you know, just for someone listening right now, you know, what do they got to do? What's uh, just some of your advice? Uh, get a university degree. Uh, university degree opens so many doors. It, it opens golf doors for you if you want to continue in golf. Uh, but it opens other doors as well. And, and any time, and you don't have to get a university degree in, in your ultimate line of work. The, all the university degree shows a, a potential employer is that you have the ability to, to, to set and, and reach goals, yeah. accomplish goals. So the, I think that's by far the most important thing. Um, the golf business traditionally isn't a, uh, a huge high paying uh, uh, business and, and so like you know growing up uh, uh, and becoming an assistant pro and uh, and, and until you get a head pro job it's 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 tough to get by on the grind on what we're, yeah so it, that, that's difficult but if you have a university degree in your back pocket uh, I think there's always that potential to kind of do something else if you want to you're not just limited to to the golf business and uh, and I think um, that that just opens doors all over the uh, all over the world for you not just just you know, pigeonholing you to the golf business. Um, as far as being a rep goes, I just, I consider myself really lucky and fortunate. And, and I don't think, um, I don't think anybody can actually plan to, to do what I did. Like I, I it's, um, it just kind of happened. And yeah. I think, uh, I think whether in any business, whether you're, you're selling uh, golf equipment or, uh, or, or whatever you do, I, I think just, you know, hard work and, and, and honesty and integrity and, uh, that, that people rise up and, and, and end up getting things that, uh, that, uh, and you know, that they deserve or whatever. But, but I, I just, again, lucky, like I, no different than some PGA tour players are lucky to kind of make, you know, like a Corey Connors was the, some of the steps that he followed when his Monday qualifying and winning in a playoff and a few things that just sort of happened for him to get on the PGA tour in the first place were just incredible. Yeah. And you, you need to do some lucky breaks along the way. And I think, I think I've had those as well. So, can't, you can't plan on being a rep, but you can kind of work towards it by either being in a shop or, or becoming a, uh, a fitting tech rep, that kind of thing, and, 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 and going that direction. But uh, university degree, number one. Awesome. Ken, uh, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm sure the listeners will enjoy this one. Um, you know, we'll have to do it again, and we'll have to do it for a round of golf this uh, upcoming uh, summer here. I figure it must have been a slow week uh, for guests <laughs> because you're nope. asking me. I'm just a I'm just a, a plumber when it comes to golf. Like I, I just, I don't hit it very far. I don't putt amazing. I just gotta get my way around a golf course. You got a lot bigger stars to talk to than me. 
And you, and you find ways to win, though. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Jay Chan, I appreciate it today. Thanks so much. Deirdre, thank you. Appreciate it. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Episode 94. What's the countdown now to 106? That's correct. <laughs> nice. Well, math guy. Well, easy to Connor Hart. So, <laughs> Carter. 6 to 100. I know. Kata. 6 to 100. Ken Rogers' uh, weapon. We talk golf. We talk. Actually, it's all we talk about was golf. The whole time. For 48 minutes. Golf. The whole time. So, talk about all his achievements. Score golf. Top 100. It was a really cool interview, so I was happy that he came on. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, Troy or Rip, uh, what do you want to do now on the recap here? Um, Hazel bump, little silly NHL debut. Had one apple, I believe. He played well, though. He's playing with two big dogs. Yeah. Boone Jenner and Max Domi. A couple World J guys. And that pass was nasty. His, his, uh, his like, one-handed drop pass. Sick. As he's, like, protecting the puck. Yeah. Dirty. Was that yesterday against the Kraken or their first game? No, they played, uh, oh, my God. I want to say L.A., but I don't think so. No, no, no. L.A.'s actually fucking good right now, mm -hmm. too. They've been playing. I mean, they're one and one dude, but, like, Doughty had, or, yeah, it was a Doughty had, like, four points the first game, two the second. I tell you what, who's so good? Victor Arvidsson. This guy's a stud. That's the guy that used to play in Nashville, right? Yeah, now he's in L.A. Sick. Anze, sick. I think L.A.'s going to be good. Two games in. Just like my Oilers. We're going to the Cup. Nah, I ain't starting no parade yet. No? Not yet? Not when the combined goalie age is grandpa's age, so. They, uh... Well, Turner mentioned off there, because uh, I don't know, and you're wearing a hat. Who's The Yotes. In, uh, they beat the Yotes 8-2, by the way. Sorry to cut you off. Wow, 8-2? Yep. Okay. Well, good job, Sil. Not a boy. Uh, he mentioned off the air, he can't wait to watch baseball tonight. You're wearing a Sox hat. Is that who's in the final? Serious tied 1-1. Is this American the World League, Series? No, American League Champion Series. Playing against Houston. We kicked the hell out of them yesterday. Kiki Hernandez they, they're the ones is that on cheated, fire. Right? Well, cheated they both, they actually, they both did the Red Sox and Houston. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. I don't give a crap because whoever comes out of the American League is going to win the World Series. You heard it here first. Turner's probably shaking his head. I'm not even looking at him. But Dodgers are playing the Braves. I think that series is one game nothing Braves. two tonight, yeah, I believe. Two tonight. It's one nothing Braves. Yep. Yeah, it's Red Sox and Dodgers it's in the World Series. I'm thinking Dodgers Houston rematch. Oh, when, last when, year? The, when the cheating scandal happened. Oh wow. Yeah, and Joe Kelly's gonna bean a bunch of Houston Astros if he gets the chance. I'll it's tell you that. Be a war. But yeah, no, wow. it's uh, World Series around the corner next weekish at its start. So. Deadly. No. Okay. Well, episode 94. In the books. Hell of a Monday, boys. Bob Buckley. Bob Buckley. Uh, Turner, Troy, always a pleasure chatting here. Likewise. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. You know it. You guys enjoy your Monday all the way to next Sunday recording. Everyone else out there, enjoy 
We'll talk to you next week. Make sure to like, subscribe, retweet, follow us, chime in. Instagram heart. Instagram heart, yeah. <laughs> kind of hot. Kind of hot. He's 23 years old. He gives you I'm 40. The, he gives you I, the, sorry, I got the, the stink eye. Yeah. This one. So I didn't even look at him. Good thing that light's not shining on him. <laughs> eh? Well, I'm having fun in this podcast. I don't know about you guys. It's a pretty good crew. Come check out Divots, everybody. 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. They are open for business. Yeah, come on down. Just do it. All right. Peace. See ya.